friends, it's Shawnee, your nerdy girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to the Simple on Purpose podcast. Around here, we talk about ways to simplify our homes, our hearts, our lives, so that we can remove those distractions that bog us down and we can have more time, energy, space, and maybe money to spend on what matters to us and not all the distractions. Today, I'm sharing an interview I did with Jamie from MacHouse.co and the Unfiltered Motherhood podcast. She is a mom of four, a hair and makeup artist, and she helps moms take care of themselves without the mom guilt. And we talk about a major component of taking care of ourselves, which is getting dressed every day. And I love this topic because getting dressed is something I learned later in life, specifically after two kids in. And I have struggled over the years with my relationship to clothes and to style. I've struggled with my own limitations on what I tell myself I'm allowed to wear or not wear. I've struggled with the mindset of being too much or not enough. And getting dressed every day is just something that's in the back of our brains as moms, as women. What is our relationship to it? What do we want our relationship to be? In this episode, Jamie and I are sharing a bit about our own journeys each with getting dressed every day. We talk about the internal shifts we can make, the judgments that we can have around ourselves versus other moms based on what they wear and what we wear. And we talk about busting some myths that we have around how much money, how much time it takes to get ready each day, and tips on building a capsule wardrobe. The show notes have some really great links in them. Go check them out. Jamie mentions a few of her great free resources, and I'm also going to share some of my style posts over the years related to what we're talking about. If you can't find the show notes in your podcast player, go to simpleonpurpose.ca, click listen, and pick the episode you're looking for. You'll find all of the links right there. All right, guys, enjoy. Jamie, let's just open up. Tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, so I, my name is Jamie McLaughlin. I have four kids. Uh, we live in Texas and I run an online educational platform for women. Um, and I help women learn to take care of themselves every single day without the mom guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, it is something that's super important to me, um, that moms learn that taking care of themselves is important and valuable and something that should be on their schedules regularly. Um, yes. and that sacrificing yourself at the altar of motherhood does not equal you you being a better mom, it actually equals you being a more burnt out, worn out mom, mm -hmm. which in turn doesn't serve your family well. So I really help moms like completely ditch the guilt around why, you know, about taking care of themselves and why they should stop feeling guilty, start doing it, start implementing it. Um, and we start from, you know, the very foundation and we kind of work through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, but honestly the starting point of that, which is so crazy and we can kind of get into how that's all connected is literally just getting ready every day. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like that main like tipping point And that like first domino that we knock over, mm -hmm. um, and I was a hair and makeup artist for, you know, I've, I've been a hair and makeup artist for about 16, 17 years now. Um, I worked professionally for 14 years, um, in, you know, photo shoots and weddings and all the different things and red carpets, um, which was so awesome. So it's kind of crazy to think that I went from that to what I'm doing now. Um, but I have an online, um, course and it's a beauty course and it's literally, it's called the confident mom method. Um, and I literally teach moms just that first step. Let's just get ready every day. And then we'll mm -hmm. dig into the really deep stuff. So that's kind of, um, what I do. I have the podcast and you know, all the things. So it's fun. I love it. And I love that your podcast, everything you're sharing, it's such a mix. It's got mindsets, real talk, like real mom life, but also like 
getting dressed and ultimately calling women to be just healthier, more passionate versions of ourselves, which I think is just a message we can't be saying enough across the internet, right? Yeah. So being someone who's worked in the field of hair and makeup, I was assuming that when you came into motherhood that you're just like, hey, I still got this. Was it natural to bring that part of you into motherhood? No, not at all. And honestly, it wasn't even what's funny is I've never been the girl that was like fully done up ever. Um, and I actually still to this day, genuinely don't enjoy getting ready. I I love Mm -hmm. being in comfy clothes. I love being in a baseball hat. I love being able to rub my face and not have makeup on it. And you know, I'm, I'm actually makeup free in our interview right now, which is comical. Um, but no, what I learned is that I can utilize hair and makeup and getting dressed every day as an effective tool. Um, and a lot of people don't think of it that way. They really think of hair and makeup and beauty as vanity. Um, and as it's just for looks and it's only, you know, it's fancy and it's wasteful and it's vain and it's actually not, it's a very, very effective tool to push you in a space where you're more motivated. You have more energy. Um, you talk differently, you walk differently, you speak differently, you do more in your house, you're more productive. Um, or maybe you go out, you're more friendly, you're more social. Um, And so it's actually a very effective tool that I learned. And the way that I learned was not only by me not doing it myself, but also watching so many women, um, go through their motherhood the same exact way as I started Mm -hmm. out. Um, and I have like a long story. I was a single mom. I had my first baby when I was 18, which we can kind of dig into like how all this connects, but, um, you know, and, and it took me a few years to kind of make this connection, but I would have women come in and I would do their hair and makeup for a trial for their wedding or something. And they would walk in makeup free and they would be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't normally look like this. And they're like hiding themselves. And, you know, and then I would, you know, spend an hour with them, do their hair and makeup, turn them around. And they were a different person when I was done with them. And I didn't change their circumstances. I didn't change anything in their life. The only thing I changed was their hair and makeup. And I noticed that women would, like their shoulders would kind of go back a little bit more and they'd sit up taller and they would take selfies and they would FaceTime their family and they would call their fiancés or their mom or the bridesmaids and be like, Oh girl, I just got my hair and makeup done. And we yeah, are yeah. Coming out. <laughs> yeah. and they were social and they were just more, were more confident. And I'm like, gosh, mm-hmm. like women need to feel this all the time. Mm-hmm. Why would we not use this as a tool? If it's making that big of a difference, why shouldn't we be using this as a really, really effective tool to create that shift in our day? So, um, it definitely did not come from me mastering it. It came from me learning the hard way of totally sacrificing myself, um, to prove to people that I was a good mom or to prove to myself that I was a good mom and just completely abandoning myself to the point where I'm like, okay, this isn't actually making me a good mom. (laughs) This is making me a really miserable one. (laughs) It's like the hot mess mom culture, right? We don't have to buy into it. A hundred percent. And most women do. And it's sad because we just have this connection of the less I take care of myself, the better mom I am, the better I take care of my kids, you know, and the more I forget about myself, that means I'm a committed mom. That means I'm a good Mm -hmm. mom that, Mm -hmm. but like, who are we trying to prove this to? And is it actually working? And like, how do you feel? Because most women I talk to who are in this cycle of being a martyr and sacrificing themselves, you know, at the altar of motherhood, trying, you know, to prove something, none of them feel good. None of them are happy. None of them are healthy, like mentally, physically, emotionally in any way. And so I always ask, I'm like, okay, well, is this sacrifice actually leading to the desired outcome that you wanted? 
It's actually not. So how can we switch that? And the guilt instantly goes away when they make that connection. Yes. I was like a token mom martyr for sure. (laughs) By the time I was two kids in, I was like, my life is hard and everyone needs to know it. But at that time, what I did kind of like what you're saying is I decided there's nothing I can control in much of my life right now, except getting dressed. So I'm going to get dressed every day. And I started a personal challenge for myself. And at the time we called it the 30 for 30 or 30 items of clothes for 30 days. But doing that process, I learned so much. I went through all of the doubts I had that I'm being vain. I was excited that it was kind of fun. I was uncomfortable with the idea of dressing up. And I realized I was challenging a lot of my own limiting identities my whole life. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know fashion. I don't know style, socks and sandals. I don't wear lipstick. I didn't even wear nail polish at the time because I thought it was drawing too much attention to me. And so I, I coach women and you do too. And and they're like, I'm not dressy. I don't wear lipstick. I'm not fancy. And that's fine. Right. You do you, but what I want women to know, and and I want you to help us elaborate on how to get here is that you're allowed to make the rules and you're allowed to change them. How do you help women kind of widen this self-perception of who they are and what they are and what they aren't? So we really dig into like, what is your desired outcome? Really? Like what, what do you want to feel? What do you want your day to look like when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to feel? How do you want to attack your day? How do you want to show up? And are the decisions that you're making daily in your life and are your habits supporting the way that you actually want to show up? And most often the answer is no. And so we kind of really I I kind of almost take the, even though this course is a beauty course, we take the first, the whole first module is ditch the guilt. And we take the attention away from like the beauty aspect of it. And more of like, what is the shift that we want to create? And it really eliminates this like obsession over like the how and like the YouTube and the, like all these things. And it's like, let's, let's really dive into like the, the why of, of what we're doing right now. Um, and then from that point, we start really small. And so I have different, like the different modules that we go through and the way that I teach is, you know, obviously first is mindset. And so we really talk about ditching the guilt why we do this, why we have these thoughts and these beliefs and why those thoughts Mm. and those beliefs turn into actions and all those different things. Um, And we talk about money and time and why it's not about having enough time and all of these excuses that moms make. And then we dig into the five minute face. And so there's all these different options that I like to give women. And so it's like, do you want a five minute face? Do you just want to wear tinted moisturizer and mascara? Do you, what, it doesn't matter like what Mm. it just matters. Is this aligning with how you want to feel? So the five minute face, the 10 minute face we have in depth, We've, I have, you know, I talk about is your desired outcome to look good, but you know, wear clean beauty that's clean and organic and healthy for you. I I can help you with that. Right. So kind of the details don't really matter, but I guess it goes back to kind of what you teach with like knowing your values and like, what are my values with this? What do I want the desired outcome Mm -hmm. to look like? And then we get really practical with that. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Here's products for a five minute face. Here are products for a 10 minute face. And so it's, it's not actually about you know, these lies and these rules that we've like created for ourselves of like, well, I'm not fancy or I don't leave my house. I'm just a stay at home mom. I dig deep into that. You know, that the, the three main excuses that I hear from women on why they don't get ready is I don't leave my house. I'm just a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. I don't have the time. Um, and you know, I, I just, I don't get ready. I mean, I just don't see the need for it. I I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I feel bad. And so there's so many ways that we can kind of break that down. But when it comes to, you know, stay at home moms, like you're not actually a stay at home mom, you might 
not physically work outside of the home, yeah, like still see other humans, you are going to meetings, you're going to the grocery store, you're running the kids around, like you're doing all sorts of things. So yeah, like people are seeing you. Um, and how do you want to show up for your day? And it's not even about like this outside judgment. Well, yes, it does matter. And yes, it makes a difference. It's, it's about how you show up, but stay at home moms. You're not just stay at home moms. Like you actually do a lot. And, and let's think of like, if God forbid something were to happen to you and you were to pass away, how many people would your husband need to hire out? It would be a lot. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> job is you do a lot of stuff at home. Mm-hmm. So the root cause of that, you know, I'm just a stay at home mom is a manifestation or an outward, um, you know, kind of reaction of, of the internal thought of I'm not valuable. And so we've got to dig deep into that and knowing our worth and knowing that we are valuable as a stay at home mom. And we deserve to spend time and money and energy on ourselves. And just because, you know, income isn't hierarchy, just because I don't bring an income in doesn't mean that I'm not just as important as everyone else in my home. And we've got this shift has to start mentally. Um, And if you want an outward shift, it has to start internal. And so I really dig deep into the internal first. Yeah. Cause we look at getting dressed as something that's an external thing. Like I, yeah. I just want to look good, but we mm-hmm. actually want to feel better. And we need to start addressing the hurdles that are keeping us from giving ourselves permission or enjoyment. And for me, like I needed practice. I didn't know how to dress yep. my body and, and what to wear, what I liked to wear, what worked in my life now that I was at home and not at a job, like that it was changing. And I had to do the upfront work of catching up with that. Yeah. But I learned through that process that I'm getting dressed anyways. I might as well wear what I like to wear yes. and I'm starting to own that because I think what I noticed as I would do like these 30 for thirties and people would be like, Oh, you're so dressed up or, and my friends, they knew they're like, Oh, you're doing your 30 for 30, but it can also turn into a little bit of, of judgment. Yes. If we, if we feel like we struggle and we see another mom who doesn't seem on the outside to struggle, and then we start to stereotype moms. There's some moms who wear PJs to the drop-off. There's the ones always in yoga pants. There's the ones that are put together the, with their nails done, but we assume we know something about them then hmm. based on how they're dressing. And mm-hmm. we start to think, oh, that's them. This is me. We're different. Yeah. But I think most of us moms, if we're real talk, we're doing all of those things. Like all we are a bit of all of those things. Yes. How do you think we can empower each other to not mm-hmm. use how we dress as a reason to judge ourselves and them and them at the same time? Yes. Yeah, so I think it's it's um a difficult thing because we really have to separate knowing and seeing people for where they're at and, um, judging them on that. I think that there's a couple things that we can really dive in with this specific thing. So the way that you dress, um, it actually is a reflection of what is going on in your mind, in your heart, in your body and in your home. And it is a reflection of you and exactly who you are. And the way that I say this is, um, you know, and whether or not we want to agree, we do all as humans, our brain automatically judges someone within seven mm-hmm. seconds. So you've got seven seconds of a first impression before someone is making their, they've already made that judgment usually within the first three seconds. And so what I like to say is, you know, and I'm going to get into like how to actually not judge people and like get into it, you know, differently, but, um, to start, you know, what I like to say is when it comes to getting yourself dressed and doing your hair and makeup, there's, you know, if, if we were our, our outside again, as a representation of what's inside. And if we were to drop our kids off at school and the teacher showed up and she was in old ratty pajamas and her hair was greasy in a top knot and she was sweaty, what, 
would we really <laughs> feel like we could trust this person with our child? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the answer is no, we really wouldn't. We would be like, "Mm okay. Like, Mm -hmm. so there is this level of, um, trust in someone based off of the way that they look. And so it's very Mm -hmm. difficult because we have to gauge that very carefully on both ends, on the receiving end of like how we're presenting ourselves. And then on the judgment end of us looking at and other people and judging other people. And so what I want us to understand is first of all, instead of looking at somebody who is, let's just say someone who is a hot mess, that hot mess mom, instead of looking at her, judging her, maybe question yourself and your thought and and look at her and be like, God, I wonder what she's walking through. Right. I wonder what she is walking through right now that she doesn't even have the capacity or the understanding of um, you know, the, the capacity, the time, the, whatever, to be able to just get dressed, or maybe she's so far in a depression that she literally is rolling back in bed after she drops her kids off. Right. And let's have a little bit more heart. And maybe you go up to that mom and you're like, I'd love to go to coffee. Do you want to go to coffee one day or buy her a freaking gift card? Maybe she doesn't want to go to coffee with you. Maybe she just wants to go to coffee by herself or buy her a book (laughs) or a journal. Right. So look at women. And instead of judging them in an unkind way, utilize that judgment and that instinct that we have to support and love on other women. If you see that mom, who's, you know, constantly in workout clothes with tennis shoes, like she's probably good. She's probably just coming from the gym and she doesn't, she doesn't. Um, and then on the flip side, if you see that mom who her hair and makeup is always done and she always looks good. And you're like, really, who do you think you are? You are so fan, whatever. That's a you issue. You need to check with yourself why you're judging her because she actually is dressed and has her hair and makeup done. Mm -hmm. Maybe that makes her feel good. Maybe she's working. Maybe she isn't a depression and that's what gets her out of it. And so there's, you see how it's like really difficult with this whole judgment and we can use this judgment that we have for good, or we can use this judgment, obviously at our detriment in this whole women's society that we have. Um, and so it's either checking yourself a lot of it, obviously you're checking yourself. You're like, okay, well, why are these thoughts coming to me? Like, why am I judging her? Cause she's a hot mess or why am I judging her? Cause she's not a hot mess. Um, and kind of check yourself. And oftentimes if you're looking at another woman who her hair and makeup is done and she's beautiful and she has her nails done and you're like, gosh, like I cannot believe she spends that much money on herself. Like that is so selfish. Mm-hmm. Well, why, why is that selfish? Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do we equate a mom being fully taken care of equaling her abandoning her kids? Why can't she do both? Why can't she have a budget for both? Like, it's just this crazy thing that like society and maybe our moms and all these different things have like passed down to us that like mom equals hot mess, mom equals chubby, mom equals Mm -hmm. crappy clothes, mom equals greasy hair, mom equals top knot, mom equals you're starving, mom equals you're grumpy. No, like let's change what mom equals too. And it makes me so mad when I go places and, you know, I'm petite and I'll go somewhere and they're like, oh wait, they find out I have four kids and they're like, you do not have four kids. You do not look like you have four kids. And I'm like, let's dive, let's dig into that. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What, is what am ex- I supposed to look like? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but whether or not we want to agree with it, we all have this expectation of what moms are supposed to look like. And I just want to like flip that script completely and say, moms can look like whatever they want to look like. 
they can look beautiful and confident and gorgeous. And there's a reason why moms don't, there's a reason why moms are in those crappy clothes and feel like crap. And again, maybe they're just super content because I have my days where I'm good. I am so content. And it was a a choice to not get ready that day because I wanted Mm -hmm. to fully rest. But I think we have to get back to that of not being a victim to our days, not being a victim to our motherhood and really making conscious choices. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many scientific studies that, that show the way that we dress affects, you know, our behavior during the day Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the way that our brain makes these connections of, you know, do I need to try hard? Do I not need to try hard? And we can actually flip how our brain is functioning based off what we put Mm -hmm. on our body. But with all of that said, using it as a tool, I use like right now I'm in, um, my Lululemons and a t-shirt and a hat. And after this, like I'm resting hard today and I can't wait. And I did not do my makeup and I'm loving life. And I'm like happy as a clam, but it was a choice. It wasn't because I didn't have time or I didn't have the Mm -hmm. tools or I didn't have the money or I didn't know how it was a voluntary choice of I'm resting today versus I just don't have the time and my kids need me and I just don't have the money and I can't spend $40 on foundation because that's so wasteful. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of internal stuff. Yeah. And one thing I think I hear you saying is like, just take ownership. Like, yeah, I, this is my mentality over the years. Like I wear what I want to wear. And Mm -hmm. this is like, no matter what people said, sometimes I do wear pajamas to school drop off. Like I'm wearing sweats to school drop off all of COVID. I had the COVID uniform, you know, like the sweats and the zip up. That's what I wore. But sometimes I don't. And sometimes I wear something else. I wear what I want to wear. I'm in charge, but I have to let go of me looking at like them and us. If I'm wearing this and they're wearing that, we're different. And I have to let go of that. I also have to let go of feeling like I'm too much. That was Mm -hmm. a big thing I had to let go of. And the other myths that I heard you saying that are so true is the time. Like you can, I can get ready in five minutes and like, Oh, I look like I have prom hair today because I do my hair once every four days. So it starts yep. out big and then it goes down. But uh, like when you spend the upfront time practicing getting dressed, getting yep. a five minute face, getting ready is actually quite fast. So that's a myth. But then the other myth that was is the one that lingered the longest for me is spending the money. Like I mm. love to look online at ideas on what to wear. But then I realize I have this mental block that in order to look good, it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So if, if we want to feel like we're dressing in a way that we're proud of, that represents who we are, that makes us feel ready for whatever day we're going to approach. And we, but we feel like we have to buy a whole new wardrobe every season. And this is like fast fashion, right? Like you yeah. need the spring, you need the summer clothes, you need the fall, yep. whatever, right? What is some advice you have for moms who are like, I just don't have the money for all of that. I would say there's a couple of things that we can, we can kind of dig into. There's, there's lots of reasons why people say, I don't have the money. Sometimes it's an actual money thing where they genuinely don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I find that it is a, they don't value it enough, or they have that limited mindset because, um, we can either say, I don't have the money or how can I get the money? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big shift that I want to help moms make is that just because you're a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean you can't have a budget. And let's say that you guys financially are just like paying debt off or whatever. Okay. So do, do a side hustle, work mm-hmm. at Starbucks a couple days a week, work online. There's a million things you can do. If it's something that you value that much and you really, truly want it, then make it happen and shift yeah. that perspective. And the other side of it is 
this whole social media, like I don't teach trends. I teach techniques. So in my course, in my programs and everything I teach, I do not teach trends. And that comes with clothing that comes with hair that comes with makeup. I do not teach trends. I teach techniques that are going to last because trends come and go and you're going to waste so much money. And so let's Mm -hmm. say when it comes to getting dressed, oftentimes, you know, we see all these influencers online and they're doing try on session this week, try on session, try on session, try on session. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, my sister is an influencer an online influencer. She's a model. She's a photographer. She has a very successful photography business and modeling business. She works hand in hand with, um, very specific boutiques who pay her a lot of money to do these trans sessions. And they're sending her boxes and boxes of clothes. She is not buying these clothes. She does not pay $1 and she gets paid a lot of money. This is not that that is her job so that you go buy them. She is not buying them. That is not a normal lifestyle. And we don't understand (laughs) behind the scenes. And so me, it's even hard for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, there's this one boutique she works with. I buy stuff every month. I am genuinely obsessed. (laughs) I love it. But Um, but I am very, very simple with my wardrobe. Um, and even times for me, it's difficult. I'll be watching her stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh. I need that. I need that. I need that. Yeah. No, you don't, you don't actually need that. Um, and we have to really go like, go back and say, like, for me, I love a capsule wardrobe. I'm the most boring human on the planet. Yes. Yes. Like so boring. Like, (laughs) which I now understand. I never understood before, but I now understand, like, I've always only like, I don't wear colors. I only wear neutrals. I wear black, white, gray, and cream. I have a few pairs of jeans. I'm super minimal. Like my mom came in my closet at one time and she's like, this is all you have. Like (laughs) you don't have like, you don't accessorize. I'm like, Oh no, like mm -mm, I can't, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to fuss. I'm just not in that season where she has like this massive closet and yeah, but it's different. She has the mental capacity to go in her closet and make that decision and look through those options. I don't have that. I have four kids. I run a business. I don't want to use my brain power on my outfit. I just want to wear something really cute. And so for me, I've got my capsule wardrobe and I have it organized actually really funny. And I'm going to do a whole video on it because it's so different than I've ever seen a closet, but I've got all my stuff categorized and organized where I can visibly see everything. And I have ADHD. So if I can't see it, it doesn't exist to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I've got like my base shirts, I've got my graphic shirts, I've got my tank tops, I've got my jeans, I've got my leggings. Right. And then I've got like my winter wardrobe to the side. And so I know that everything I have just works everything. Like, yeah, yeah. It just works. I don't have to think about it. And the other thing is I, and I don't spend a lot of money. I've got my core pieces and it's like, oh, okay. I want this seasonal piece, or I want to add this dress into my wardrobe of stuff, but I had to like, take note of what I had. And when it comes to spending money, there's so many ways to do this inexpensively, like so many ways. So for example, all my core plain color tees are target t-shirts. They're they're target. Like it costs me maybe 50 bucks to have every color that I want and that's it. And they last a long time. Like they're great. Mm -hmm. I've got two pairs of expensive jeans and I just switch back and forth between those. And you don't need a lot of items. You need some good quality items, but sometimes those good quality items are inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, it's just really knowing and understanding. I don't, I don't have to do what all these other people are doing. I don't have to dress like other people. I don't have to dress like the online influencers. I have to dress with what works well, what feels right, what feels simple, what feels easy, what doesn't feel overcomplicated. 
And for me wearing colors, I don't want to think about what matches. I just don't, I don't want to waste mm-hmm. my brain power on that. So I don't, Yeah. I, my print is leopard. I know that leopard goes with every single thing that I have. And so I've got a few leopard pieces that I throw in or like my leopard mm-hmm. watch band, or, you know, I've got like yeah. gold is the only thing I wear. So I know that like all my accessories match with my watch band. I know all my accessories in my watch band match with my outfit. Yeah. Um, and so there's just so many ways to do this inexpensively and just start with a couple core pieces. And I mean, there's so many secondhand shops that are so amazing. Um, you know, we have one local that's like uptown cheapskate and it's, we go in and it's the cutest clothes oftentimes with tags on them and they're brand new, but it was maybe an influencer. You know, my sister has three bedrooms full of clothes, full, like not closets, full bedrooms, full of clothes sent to her. And we, I'm about to fly to Indiana to go help her because we are going to go through them. She's the same size as my daughter. She's petite. And so (laughs) we're going to give a bunch to my daughter. We're going to pick which ones we want to sell. And we're going to donate them to a women's shelter. And like, there's just so many, like you can get so many cheap things and you can well, and go to secondhand and go to these amazing shops and thread up and all these different things. So it doesn't have to be an, it doesn't have to be expensive, but again, on the other side of the coin, you do get back what you put in on certain things. And so it is important to know what you can kind of go cheaper on and what you do need to invest in. And there is a big difference, um, in that. And so it's just kind of knowing that obviously that's Mm -hmm. why there's people like us online to help you, you know, guide you because yeah, yeah. Oftentimes our parents didn't teach us this stuff. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's so much to it. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think it's something that maybe like our parents, my mom's a bit older, but there was that era where she dressed up. She was constantly, she looked nice all the time. And I think those are the bygone eras where moms just didn't question it. They just did for most of the time. Yep. But what I'm also hearing you saying is like, it can be easy. It can be frugal, but you do need to put some effort into it. And that's what I found out. Like when I did the 30 for 30, I was shopping my closet and I realized I had so many clothes I never wear. Mm-hmm. It's actually unrealistic for me to wear this amount of clothes in like a month. 100%. So even, even 30 items created more than 30 outfits when you put them together, mm-hmm. but it's doing the work. It's like standing in front of the mirror and trying things on, maybe yep. taking some pictures and sending them to your friends. And then almost having like uniforms. There was a time where yes. I wore the same the same three rotating outfits to church every week and nobody noticed like people actually don't really notice but I felt like I don't have to think about it I know this works I want to go to it but you like shop your closet try around I love clothing swaps with like sisters or girlfriends and you get some new stuff sometimes it's nice to just bring something fresh in like from the thrift store from your girlfriends if you want to save up and spend that like special seat, special seasonal item. Like, yeah, it can, it can all be done, but it is saying like, no, I, I want to do this. I want to like how I look. I want to wear yeah. clothes that I like and starting to own that. I think yeah. is the big part, but that's what I experienced, like owning it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I want to look good. Mm-hmm. I want to look good. I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel confident. I want to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, girl, yeah. <laughs> I like what I <laughs> see. You? Right. And I think most women here, if I asked you to look in the mirror, no one would feel comfortable saying that no mm-hmm. one it's very rare. And I, you know, doing research, I found this statistic and it said only 4% of women worldwide feel beautiful. 
4%. There's a lot of women in this world. Only 4% feel beautiful. And there's this uncomfortable dynamic of, um, you know, being vain or being selfish, or, you know, it's wrong to like how you look, or it's wrong to, to want to look good. And it's just not true. Um, because if you really think about it, if I looked in the mirror and if, if, first of all, if I woke up and I spent 15 minutes on myself, okay, let's say I had all five outfits for the week ready. I had my makeup. I knew how to do it. Took me five minutes to do my makeup, 10 seconds to get dressed, 10 minutes to do my hair in 15 minutes. I got ready. I can drink my coffee. Right. And you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, girl, I look good. I feel good. How much differently are you going to show up in the world versus wake up being totally reactive, living in sweats, looking at the mirror, having this mental conversation with, oh my gosh, I'm so disgusting. I've gained so much weight. I'm so gross now that I'm a mom. I hate my clothes. I have no money. And then like, that's what you're bringing into the world. That's what you're bringing into your home. So it really is not selfish at all to want to value these things because it has a massive impact on your life and it, and people don't they underestimate the impact that it has and they undervalue this process so much. Mm, Totally. Like if you're at like a mom's group and you don't feel comfortable with how you're wearing, you kind of like wrap your arms around you. You kind of, you you don't engage, like you just act differently towards the people around you because Mm -hmm. you're judging yourself. And when we judge ourselves, we assume everyone else is judging us too. Right. But I think like, I don't think really people care or really know if, if you walked out of something and they're like, what was she wearing today? Most people wouldn't remember. They're like, maybe black and maybe jeans. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We are paying so much attention to ourselves that um, we don't understand that people, people just want to hang out with us. People just want to talk to us and mm-hmm. the more welcoming can be, we can be the less it matters Yeah, what we're wearing. Right. Yeah. And that's just like, I welcome me. I welcome you. And yeah. as you are, and as I am, whether you're fancy or I'm fancy or whatever, right? Like yeah. we're all moms, we're all going through this. Let's not create a divide on clothes yeah. and makeup, right? Do mm-hmm. what feels good. Do what you like. That's, you're, you're bringing this out in me. (laughs) You're making me think all of these things. (laughs) Well, and I think too, it's what's funny is I actually learned and I'll kind of explain how I learned this as quickly as I can, because I know I'm a talker, but I was reading this book and oftentimes, you know, I'm going to talk about money for a second because it has hand in hand with this, but, um, you know, a lot of times like Christians have this misbelief that, uh, money is bad. And so that they're like, money is bad and money is bad. And I can't have a lot of money and I can't want a lot of money. And, and so you're broke and you live paycheck to paycheck because you think we have like this guilt of like, it's bad to want money and it's bad to want wealth. And it's, you know, all of these things in abundance and it's so bad. And, and so in turn, we live paycheck to paycheck and, and we, you know, it's like perpetuates this paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And then what are we thinking about all day? We're thinking about money all day because we're like, Mm -hmm. I have to check my bank account. Do I have enough money for gas? Do I have enough money for groceries? And so we're always thinking about money. So what are we worshiping? We are worshiping money because it's all we think about because we don't have it. And so hand in hand, when we think about getting ready, being selfish or the way that we look being selfish and taking time and money and spending time and money on ourselves and that being selfish, when we don't take care of ourselves, all we think about is how crappy we feel. All we think about is how my life is so hard. This is terrible. I feel like crap. I'm so ugly. I'm so gross. I'm so fat. Mm -hmm. I'm miserable. I'm not happy. You're only thinking about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we flip that and we're like, no, I'm actually going to spend time and money and energy on myself. I'm going to do my hair and makeup. Um, You're not thinking about yourself all day because it's done. Mm -hmm. You're ready. Yeah. You've taken care of yourself for the day. And now your brain can focus on everything else. And so it's just so yeah. silly to think 
that we're selfish when we spend that time and energy on ourselves first thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think that's just a beautiful place to bring this all back together and tell us a little bit more about where women can find you and your courses. Yes. So if you want to take, so what I like to do is I like to teach, I have a a free web class that I teach and it goes over all of this in depth and it's called, you can go to unfrumpyourself.com, but what it is, is it teach you how to take care of yourself every single day without the mom guilt. So just go to unfrumpyourself.com. It'll take you right to that recording. Um, it's instant access. You can watch, it's like an hour and a half long. I would say go to that first. Um, and that's going to kind of, um, any mom's listing, it's really going to open your eyes and your mind to all of this that I talked about and the impact of taking care of yourself and how to get rid of that guilt. And then like what that looks like practically, like we talk about daily, weekly, monthly habits, and really turning these self-care tasks into like habitual things that you do daily, weekly, monthly. So it's not only predictable for you, but it's predictable for your entire family. And they really understand, okay, it's mom's self-care Sunday or (laughs) mom's (laughs) drinking her coffee right now, which means don't talk to her or whatever that looks like. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And it's going to look different for everyone. Um, And I also have, if you go to my website, machouseco.com, you can scroll to the bottom and there's a seven day hair care routine that you can download, um, which is totally free as well. And it walks you through kind of like you said, you only do your hair once every four days, mm-hmm. golden, right? I, yeah, right. oh my gosh. So I, in that, I teach you how to do a seven day hair care routine where you kind of do it once you style it. And then you just touch up for five minutes every morning. Um, and it teaches you how to do that. So those are some um, good starting points. Yeah. Those are so fun. I love those tips. And it's something that like, I think a lot of women have this conversation with their other mom friends, like, yeah, like, dry shampoo that's a thing come on guys let's get on it like I think these are just natural conversations a lot of us are having so I love that we can go to a place everything I learned about makeup and getting dressed I learned from the internet like I didn't know any of this stuff I went to Sephora at like I don't know eight years ago and I was like teach me teach me uh, what a yeah. brush does like all yes. this stuff so I feel like let's just utilize these resources that are out there and play around with it have fun with it and just mm-hmm. enjoy like enjoy taking care of you you matter right like mom yeah you matter and you should enjoy that process along the way thank you so much Jamie for coming on today. yes thanks for